Welcome to the Terry James Show. Let's see here. I still don't have a proper way to uh, uh, even announce this show. This is show number nine, so it's new. It's a new thing. I'm kind of waiting to see how it evolves, but it's my weekly collection of motivation, inspiration, desperation. Whatever hits me at the moment, I just run in the studio and put my thoughts down on camera, on tape, smoosh them all together, and then give it to you during the week. <laughs> oh my God, I hope you guys had a great week. I had a fantastic weekend. By the way, on today's show, fellow wombats, you're going, what the, where did that come from, Terry? I'm going to tell you where that came from. I need a name for you guys, and I think wombats is it. You know, all these other shows, you got your, you got your mafia, you got your, um, what the fuck ets, you have your, what, whatever they're called. No, I, uh, I have no idea what to call you guys. So, um, for now it's wombats until you guys give me a better thing to call you. I don't, I'm not even sure what a wombat is. I think that's an Australian thing, which by the way, we're going to hear from a woman here from Australia in just a second. But I hope you had a great, uh, hope you had a great week. And I'm going to be telling you exactly what happened this weekend here in a second. In fact, on today's show, I'm going to get real about why I'm actually doing this show. I'm also going to talk to you uh, about being proactive instead of reactive. And possibly, depending on what ears you're listening to and through. Because everybody, when you, you know, nowadays people make up their own story with whatever you tell them, you know, their own subtext. But uh, I talk a little bit about homelessness and I hope I come across in a way that, I don't know, is sympathetic, empathetic, because I am, but I'm also frustrated. And that's going to come through loud and clear coming up here in just a little bit. But first I want to get to some of the calls that people have uh, left. On the last show, I asked you guys for some help. I asked you for some advice. And so many people reached out about the old folks' home where every once in a while where I go by and, and say hi to people. There's a woman there who's very sweet to me. And I supposedly remind her of her deceased husband as far as her his height goes and everything else. And the woman that runs the place said, hey, she has a shirt of his. Why don't you wear it and dance with her? I think she'd really appreciate it. And I thought it was a little awkward. Or as uh, Callista says, Aki in Australia. And I, I lived in Australia for a while, so I know exactly what she's talking about. But um, I, so many people have reached out and said that I should do it. Now, when and if I do it, I'll let you know if I did it. But that's pretty much... And I, I'm very uncomfortable talking about these things that I do. I, I have a hard time saying, oh, I did this Friday night to help so-and-so. Look how good of a person I am. Look at this. I have a very hard time with that. So eh, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I asked you guys for help, but I want to give you, you know, a report back. So I'll do my best to give you a report back without feeling like a, a total douchebag. But first... Let's go to Callista, who I was just talking about. Hi, Terry. My name's Callista. I'm in Melbourne, Australia. Been here for 24 years since moving here from Vancouver 
BC. Two of my favorite cities, by I the way. I got onto your podcast because of Jane Asher. Thank you, Jane. Gosh, I love her. She's such an amazing and wonderful. So do I feel the same way. She messaged me one day before you went on her podcast to do an episode, and she said there was going to be a shout out to a particular person, Callista. <laughs> <laughs> Who likes to watch podcasts on YouTube? And I still don't understand. But if I you're got watching, to hi. Your show through Jane. I just listened to your latest podcast episode um, and the beginning of it. You were talking about how you go to aged care facilities and yep, you know, go to certain programs and to be there with the elderly that you know just may not have people that can visit them, or you just want to shine some light on somebody else's day and stuff. I found that really, really beautiful, by the way. I think that's that's a very humbling and very honorable Thank thing you. that you're doing. It's reminded of when you come over to visit. And she said that she's got a shirt. Yep. <laughs> she would love to wear and dance with you. So I'll give you a little hindsight quickly as to why I'm so for you dancing with this beautiful lady. With or without this shirt. What? I lost my mom to COVID. I am so sorry. Let me let me stop this right here because Callista, I, I uh, just and I'm sure you understand. I do a this podcast is usually around 30 minutes, and your message while you were out walking was almost 20 minutes long. Um, first of all, I'm so sorry to hear about your mother. So sorry about that, and. I appreciate you weighing in. I listened to your entire message. It was touching. And your message was very influential in my decision to go try to do this. So thank you very much, Callista, as well as many other people who reached out. I really appreciate it. And there's one other message I'd like to get to. Remember, you can leave a message anytime you want on my website, terryjames.com. In the bottom right-hand portion, whether on your mobile device, whether you're on your laptop, you click on that, you could leave a message. I'm not so sure how long the message can be, but, um, you know, this is kind of a, a, a quick show, so please... Try to keep it short. Let's go ahead and take this one call. This is from Steve calling back again. Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, Steve. This is your buddy from down here in uh, Tacoma and all. I sent a message earlier. Thank you, week. Steve. Of sorts of next week, last week, whatever. Uh, I want to tell you, man, dude, your show has been so influential and inspirational and motivational, of course, I think all the issues there. We got them all covered, but, Steve. Yeah, I mean, so far, man, <laughs> man a lot more positive and a lot of stuff you've been saying and a lot of people that have been speaking on audio, making the calls, has been really positive. Yeah. And yeah. I got to say, man, thank you, man. Appreciate it. And your invitation of coming to Seattle and hanging out. Um, I don't know how I can get in touch with you in any way, no deal. But um, if I do plan to come up to Seattle, yo. You know, I mean, I found a way to get a hold of you, bro. Absolutely. Peace out. Peace out to you, Steve. Now, and, I'm going uh, to tell you the truth. Everybody right? who's listening to this also, love yourself, love everybody, respect yourself, respect everybody. I love it. We need that in the world. Yes, we do, Peace Steve. Out, Absolutely. Steve, no no joke. If you're in town, I'd love to meet you for coffee. Very easy to do. I do not have a staff for this type of thing. I kind of live out here on an island all by myself in the Pacific Northwest. And 
all you got to do, the easiest way to get a hold of me, any of you, the easiest way to get a hold of me is through my website. Hit the contact form and just fill out what you want to talk about. I get it right to my phone and I see it all the time. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Steve. I really appreciate the, the phone calls. I really appreciate you guys keeping in touch. We don't do a lot of calls on this show uh, just because, you know, just cause, just cause. But uh, you can call anytime you want. So I do want to talk to you guys about uh, the weekend that Sherry planned for me. It was fantastic. We had a, f- a fun, uh, fun few days in Portland. Um, we did everything. We ate all the crazy food. We had a great time together. It was quiet. Um, wasn't online a lot, although, you know, you got to do, you know, you got to put it on Instagram, which I did, but I just, just had a really, really wonderful time. And then I went home and I started watching and I've been clearing up my Twitter account. I've been clearing it up with who I follow. Like I've said before, many times, I think social media your experience is only good as the people you follow. Same with podcasts. You know, you're, you're only going to, whatever you follow, that's what kind of inundates your mind and that kind of sets the tone for your day and in most cases, your life. And I was watching these fight videos. I have no idea how I did it. I ended up, they started to make me feel real bad. I thought I got rid of all of them. But a couple nights ago, I'm sitting there and one of them shows up and I start going down this rabbit hole and I'm just scrolling and scrolling and getting antsier and antsier and watching this whole thing. And then all this stuff comes up out, up about vaccines. And I thought that I had scrolled back to a couple of years because I didn't know people were still talking about this. I try to stay away from all of that stuff. Very, I, I, I have no idea how a... Well, I guess I do because people will fight me on this. I just don't know why everything has to be so fucking political. People were getting sick. You heard Callista's mother died from COVID. Well, no matter what you think about it, it's horrible. Um, but there were vaccines. Everybody made a decision. Now people want to say, I was right about my decision. My decision not to do one was the greatest decision. My decision to do one. I'm so smart. I'm the greatest person in the world. Shove it up your ass, people. I'm throwing it through this thing and looking at all this, and then all the more fight videos come up, and I'm going, God, I'm 60 years old, 60-something years old. I, do I got to go fight people now? So I'm watching these guys, how they keep a wide stance. And, just, and I went to bed after a fantastic, beautiful, just memorable weekend, and that's how I ended it, by doom-scrolling. Be very careful. It's not it's not a lot of fun. All right. Well, let's let's get going on today's show, shall we, guys? Hey guys, if you're watching on YouTube right now, I'm sorry it's so bright in here. Uh sun's coming in. This is uh, not a normal time of the day that I record stuff because of that. I'm doing this because this is on my mind right now. Just got an email. I'm gonna read it to you guys here. It's from Crystal in Chicago. And it says, what are a few things that you've learned that really helped you in achieving your goals and to help you live a happier life? Crystal, crystal, that's a, that's a hell of a question. And I saw the email and I'm going, you know, some of the things that, that have come to mind, let's see if I can remember all the stuff I uh, was just thinking about. 
One of the things that really helped me out, and this is a weird thing, but uh, this goes for, I guess, especially for you hormone cracked up, getting a Roger stiffy kind of guy things. As soon as I stopped doing everything because of girls, everything was just centered around trying to get some, you know, it was, it was such a distraction. And then I decided at a point that I didn't want to chase girls anymore. I wanted a woman. I wanted somebody who's going to help me achieve my goals and somebody I could help inspire and achieve their goals and more of a teammate and, and everything like that. And I, I put my sights on that and I just stopped all the, the frivolous and waste of time about chasing somebody. I mean, you see so many people on dating apps right now trying to find somebody. How much time do they waste on these things? I have no idea. I'm not criticizing and I just have no idea, but I'm, I'm sure it's quite a bit. So that was one of the things that really helped me. I mean, it was a turning point when I said, you know what? What a waste of time thinking about this all the time porn, this and that. I just, I just wanted to focus on some of the things that I loved and I knew that all that stuff would come eventually. That was a, a big turning point for me. Another one was where I got really, I, I consciously, I decided to get really quiet and not just for a couple minutes, not just for 10 minutes or a day or anything like that. I decided that I wanted to take some time to myself. And if you could afford to take some time for yourself, one of my vacations was, was absolutely just that. It was just off of everything, just being me, trying to figure a few things out. And I guess a lot of it was deep work. It was weird because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know that I was going to come up with anything. I just knew that I just wanted to be quiet. And when I say deep work, it, it almost sounds like I, I went into that with that frame of mind. I'm going to do some work on myself. But no, I didn't. I just got quiet and the work kind of came to me. And once I, I started to do that and I got that time alone and I was able to figure some things out and trust that what I was thinking and working on was, was real, a lot of my perceived problems just disappeared. A lot of them, and I realized that a lot of those problems were just perceptions. Like, oh, this is going to be an issue. This is an issue. You know what? It's not an issue. Yeah, you have some real things in your life, but a majority of them are not. You have to be able to immediately, you got to train your mind to immediately go, that's not a thing. That is not a thing like going on Twitter right now and people being worried about being attacked or what they say, Twitter's not a thing. It's not a real thing. It's not real life. It's a tool to use. It's a tool to stay in touch with people or to, or if you like trolling people, you could do that, whatever your hobbies are, but it's a tool. It's not real life. Nobody's going to walk up to you when you're in line at a supermarket and, you know, and hammer you for stuff like they do on there. It's not real. It's not a real thing. So these are just some of the things that I figured out when I was just basically hanging out with myself. And once again, I did not have a plan of what I was going to do. I, I just wanted to, I just kind of knew that I needed to be alone. Another thing that I've learned to, and I've talked about this before, to be around people that lift you up and not sink you. 
And you know who those people are in your life. You just have to have the balls to get rid of them, to get rid of the, the people that sink you. There's a lot more people that will sink you, not even on purpose. Some of them are on purpose. Some people are mean. Some people don't want to see you succeed. They're comfortable with where you are in life. They don't think that, uh, you know, they kind of think you're a fake or a fraud or whatever it is, uh, but that's just to make themselves feel better for not going for their dreams. So you almost need to be open. I'm not saying do this. You have to be open for a whole new set of friends. And you also have to be open to the very possible realization that you're not going to have as many friends as you had. Those real close friends, the kind that support you and you help live each other's dreams and you, you check in on one another when you know the other one's down and you lift each other up, that's just a handful of people. It's just a handful of people. So that's another thing that I learned. Uh, let's see here. What else? Um, if you don't like where you are, move, just move. I moved to Seattle, but that wasn't the reason that was not the reason. But I do know that if you don't like where you are in life and you have all these people around you that have these preconceived notions of who you are. Oh, that's Terry. He's just the this or the that, you know, that's Connie. She just, she's just going to act like she wants to do something or she always says she's a writer, but she never really does it. These people have all these preconceived ideas of who you are. It's time to get a bunch of other people around you who don't know who you are. That's what happened to me when I moved to Australia. When I moved to Australia, I was able to shake a lot of that. I mean, I was the shy guy. I was the guy who was just a dreamer and never made anything come true. I was this, I was that. And I, I overheard my friends talk. I mean, my friends kept me around basically, with the exception of a very few, just to have somebody to make fun of. You know, I was, like I said, super shy and I, I took a lot of abuse and, you know, you just, you don't need that. You don't need that at all. I decided when I was in Australia, I get to be who I want to be because nobody here knows who I am. And that was one of the most empowering times of my life. That was a turning point in my life when I, and I consciously did it. I was like, oh, there we go. I, uh, this is great. I could be who I want to be. And I stuck to that. I walked into rooms a little more confident. I smiled a lot more, you know, walked up to people and looked them in the eyes and I shook their hands and I, I, I knew what I wanted to be. I knew the people that I admired the most had this confidence and this aura about them. And I wanted that. And I developed that. And it was a, a really big time in my life. So if you got to get away from things and you got to get a fresh start, don't be afraid to have a fresh start. I'm not saying it's what you need to do, but don't be afraid of it. All right. What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? You don't want to, and I've talked about this as well before. You don't want to get into caring what people think about you. And that doesn't mean fuck you. I don't care what you think because there are some people in your life that will give you some uh, constructive criticisms. I, uh, I know some people very close to me who can't take any criticism at all. None whatsoever. I, I mean, it's almost appalling to me how quick their trigger is. Fuck you if you don't like it. Yeah, you know, and, and, and that's not a good thing. 
That's not a good thing. You don't grow that way. That keeps you right where you are. But if somebody gives you constructive criticism, great. But a majority of the people, you don't have to care what they think. That doesn't mean putting on a front like, look at me, I'm so brave. I don't care what people think. I'm a bitch. You know, those people that say that. That doesn't get you anywhere either. Just calmly know that what they think doesn't matter. Okay, and then I guess the last thing, and I think this might be the most important thing when it comes to that thinking about it, is you think that everyone's thinking about you all the time. You think that everyone's judging you and talking about you. They're at dinner tonight talking about you and what's going on. Oh, I can't believe Terry's got another podcast. I can't believe this. You know what? Yeah, there's an element to that there, but you know what? Most people aren't they don't think about you at all. Even when you're thinking about them, I mean, they do not give a fuck about you one way or another. They got their own issues. They got their own problems. So it's time to ditch that thought of, oh, everyone's thinking about me. What are they going to say? What are they going to do? The chances are they could care less about you. I hope that helped you out, Crystal. Thanks for the great email. I really appreciate it, by the way. Do you know anybody who just sits around and waits for other people to do the work or waits for somebody else to come up with an idea so they could jump onto that and then, hey, I did something. You know, I know a lot of people that are just kind of fearful and afraid to take that step. And they just kind of want things handed to them. They don't consciously do it. It's just the way they're made. It's just the way they're made. They never really had to, to work for something really hard, I guess. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure this out. I started thinking back to a time when I wanted my first radio job at KTYD in Santa Barbara. I it was actually my second radio job, but I really wanted to be on a rock radio station. My first job was at a uh, radio station called, what is it? Loving and gentle KQLH. My God. Hey, listen, you do what you got to do. <laughs> they had the pet patrol. I used to have to talk about, a, I'd have to pull a card out of this thing. And at like a quarter after every hour, I'd have to talk about somebody's missing pet. Connie's missing her cat named Tabby. It's last seen on the corner of 5th and Main. It's probably flat by now, but hey, no, they wouldn't even let me joke about it. But my first job that I really wanted to get, I wanted to be in rock radio really bad. Nobody was going to give it to me. First of all, because I was not good. I was always told that I didn't have a proper voice for radio. Back when I first started out, they had to have these big, booming, deep voices. And you just couldn't be yourself. And I tried. I tried to have the big, booming, deep voice, and it just didn't work. And I would wanted this job in radio in Santa Barbara at KTYD. A buddy of mine was living in Santa Barbara, and I thought that was the greatest city. I loved being around him, my buddy Mike. I don't know, I just, uh, I, I just really wanted to work at that radio station, so I submitted a tape, and I called them. I remember the woman, the program director's name was Deirdre Gentry. 
called her every single week to see if there were any openings. Sometimes she would take my call. Most of the time, she would not. I called for, I'm going to guess a year, a year straight, to see if they had an opening. I really wanted to just do a weekend shift at K-Tide in Santa Barbara, a rock radio station. What a great radio station. Still, to this day, the best experience of my life. And now that I think back on it, working so hard to get that opportunity was a very good experience. I don't want to say it was the greatest experience of my life because I was fucking miserable. I was trying so, so hard. And I remember when I finally got the job, my mother was still alive and she called the house and she said that she just told my mom straight out, Terry's not the best, but I will tell you this. I've never had anybody want a job more than this guy as long as I've been in the business. So thank you, Deirdre, for giving me the opportunity. She was beautiful. From what I understand, she passed away. I don't know what happened to her, but I got the opportunity and I just busted my ass. I just made the phone call every single day. I was proactive. I wasn't sitting there waiting for something to happen. This isn't a... a, a, a segment about how good I am or anything like that. Everybody out there listening right now has had a moment in their life, whether it was to get the person they wanted to go out with, whether it was to get the job they wanted, whether it was to, to uh, lose some weight, whatever it is, whatever it is, we all have had some victories in our life. And if you think back at it, it's all because you're tenacious about it. You're passionate about it. You didn't accept no for an answer. You just kept at it. Doesn't mean you get everything, but you learn a lot about yourself doing that. So we all have these stories. At some point though, maybe because you get a little success behind you or you get a little age behind you and you don't have as much energy and become a little more cynical about life, that's what slows you down. I'm at an age right now where I should be extremely cynical. I should be pissed off about, especially about the podcasting. Seems to me that the people that are making it in podcasting are the big douchebags out there. And playing the douchebag game, you know, calling each other names, uh, saying stuff just to, for outrageousness and maybe you don't even believe it, but they just want the money. So the only way to get people to share their show is to say crazy shit. And here I am doing this. This is not the recipe for success when it comes to the podcasting game. It's not. You got to do shit up. I, I know how to play the douche game. I was in early on the douche game. <laughs> but, you know, and you, for some reason I'm doing this. I, I'm going to keep doing this until I stop doing it. I, I'm going to just keep at it. I, I, a part of me just thinks that, and hopes that there are people out there that like this type of stuff and that share this type of stuff. Nobody shares something that makes you feel real good 
or semi-good. It's not a big deal. You share the outrageous stuff. You share the guy getting hit in the head with a, a Frisbee and he loses his nose. You share a political thing where it's making fun of the people you don't like. You share all that shit. People don't share this. I'm not stupid. I know they don't share it. I wish they would. This is the world I've chosen to be in at this point. I could douche it up like I've said on many podcasts before and maybe, uh, and I'm not below it or above it. What am I trying to say? I'm not above douching it up. (laughs) If I have to, I will because I have a goal that I've talked about on this show many times. Uh, Sharon and I don't have children. I am just being honest. I'm trying to make some money to where Sherry and I can be comfortable as we get older and to make sure nobody abuses us when we get older to have a plan. Got nobody to take care of me and her. And I'm going to do my best to outlive her so I can take care of her. But financially, you know, she's decided to go back and get a second job, something that gives health benefits because health insurance is so high. Uh, we're doing our best. We're trying our hardest right now to achieve this goal. And I'm hoping that maybe this type of show lends uh, some sort of credibility or helps people out in a way, inspires people to where you can make a little bit of money from advertising or whatever. Um, but these, I, I, I don't know why I'm doing it. I mean, the easiest way to to make money in this business is to do a, a broadcast, you know, start smoking cigars, put on a Hawaiian shirt, wear sunglasses and call each other a cunt. It's what you do. It's a way to make money. And like I said, I'm not above it. I'll, I'll pivot that direction if I have to, because of the goal that I have, but I'm very passionate about trying to help others. I'm very passionate about um, seeing the good in people. I'm very passionate about, I mean, I I look forward to talking about stuff like this. The other stuff is horrible. It's a horrible existence to be looking over your shoulder all the time to see if you piss somebody off and they're going to go a hit in your head and, you know, with a frying pan or something. Yeah. Frying, but what is this? A cartoon, Terry? But right now this is, this is my choice. This is my choice and I'm going to stick at it. I'm going to stick at it for a little while here. This is episode number nine. We'll see how far I go with this, but I'll be honest. I love doing this. I am constantly writing ideas down to talk about or, or just, I just can't wait to get in the studio and do this. It's so fun to me. I'm just hoping it's resonating with other people. Just remember You've had successes in your life. You've had moments and big victories and people tend to forget those. Do not forget those victories. Do not forget what got you, <clears throat> the tenacity, the, uh, the passion. Don't forget what got you that date. Don't, don't forget what got you that job. Don't forget how you became the, you know, made the team in high school. Don't forget all the obstacles that you've had that you've overcome and pushed your way through. We all have done it. 
and we all have the ability to continue on in doing it. Nothing, nothing comes to you. Doesn't matter what age you're at, nothing comes to you. So the other day, somebody asked me if I wanted to give a talk, a talk for one of their organizations. I usually say yes. I love doing this. It's kind of where I want to go later in life. And when I was talking to this person about, well, what do you want me to touch on? What do you want to talk about? They said, I'd like you to talk about how you lived in your car for a year and a half and you were homeless and how you made things go in your direction. And that's something I will never do. I mean, I, I briefly talk about living in a car along the lines of, hey, you do what you got to do type of stuff. I will never, ever talk about or accept that I was homeless. I just didn't have a place to stay. I had a car. I had friends. I had food. I found a place to take a shower at the college. This was not a problem for me. It was, I was not addicted to drugs. What I'm trying to say was I was not somebody living under an overpass with a big drug problem, being ignored, having mental issues or whatever. So I do not want to say that I was that because that, it just makes me look like I'm trying to use that as a a tool to go, ah, look at me, I was, no, I was not, okay? I had plenty of people who loved me and who cared about me. I had friends, I had goals, I had dreams. I knew that I was gonna get them. So what if I didn't have a place to live at that moment? I was saving for a place to live. I was not homeless. I don't wanna even bring that up as a look at me, pat me on the back shit. Homelessness, is a very touchy subject. And it's very touchy for me as well because I live, as you can see behind me if you're watching on YouTube, I live in a city. You see it all the time. You see it everywhere. And I believe, like I talked about at the start of the show, I believe uh, I, I'm going to mention this <laughs> or I mentioned this. Um, you know, I was in Portland. Portland's got a real bad homeless issue, drug problems. It's really bad. Seattle. Not as bad as what people uh, like to say, but it's bad. And every city, you know, has their areas of town you don't want to go in. One hand, when I see homeless people, I'm just going to tell the truth. Fuck them. They're the ones that put the crack pipe in their mouth. They're the ones who decided to do all, made some bad decisions and all that kind of shit. And so there's so many different categories of homeless. There's people that with mental issues. There's people that were kicked out of their home. There are people that don't get, can't have a job. There's people that, for whatever reason, everybody has their own story right now. You have your own story. I have my own story and all of your friends at work, your family. Hell, I, I have a family. I have two brothers and a sister and we all have our own stories about growing up with our parents. All of the times were different. Everybody has their own story. So it's hard to just say, oh, fuck all those people. But there are certain amounts of the aggressive motherfuckers and things like that. Absolutely. 
I have that fuck them kind of attitude. But I also have the other part of me that says, what a horrible existence. Nobody looking at you. Nobody talking to you. You don't even exist. I see it all the time. I'm guilty of it all the time. Walk right by him. Sometimes I will look him in the eye and give him a nod or whatever, just to let them know they fucking exist. If they're not bothering me or anybody else, I'll give them a nod on whatever I got to do. But, you know, when you're, when you're taking drugs and you got problems, you know, and it's, you know, there's a, a side of me, you're bringing down my home, my home value. You know, all that kind of, it's just so convoluted. This problem is so, and I'm not solving this, but I do recognize the people that are walking around talking to themselves down on the street. Some of it could be because of mental illness. Some of it could be just because nobody will talk to them. Some of them just scream to be heard. So somebody will look at them and go, what the fuck was that? It's a problem. It's a problem. I don't have a solution for it. But, you know, it's, it's one that's not going to go away. I, uh, I'm not even sure why I'm talking about this right now. I guess I just want to, I guess I just want to prepare myself again for when I go out on the streets. Every day, man, you know, it's sadness. And if I move to the suburbs, I know that somebody would go to the burbs, man, move on over here, Terry. You know, you know, I get it. I get it. Anytime I've talked about stuff like this, some of you, some of you amazing people will, uh, will reach out to me and go, Hey man, move over here. We got a room for you. Listen, I love it. I love that. But it does not make that go away. If you're sleeping tonight on your maple line street where you think everything is safe, you're not safe. Nobody's safe. People being shot every, it's almost like right now, I almost feel safer living in a city with all the gun shit that's going on, but that's a whole other thing. But it doesn't make the homelessness go away just because you leave it. I wish there was some way to, to combat it. I'm not super sympathetic towards a lot of it. And I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with that. I'm not Mr. Bleeding Heart. I'm going to go down there and give you a sandwich all day long. Poor you, poor you, poor you. No, a lot of you have been offered help. I see it happen on the streets. Hey, let's get you off the streets. Let's put you into the shelter. Let's get you cleaned up. Let's get you off drugs. Let's do all this stuff. They say, fuck you, no way. And I say, fuck you back to them. So it's not going to go away, but it is sad. It is sad when you see it, and um, I don't like it. I don't like seeing it, um, and I guess maybe one of the ways to not see it is to move to the suburbs and just to completely erase it, but it doesn't take it away. It doesn't take it away. Oh, boy. Whew, I guess I'm going to go out in the streets, see what happens, huh? <laughs> Well, there you have it. Show number nine. 
of the Terry James Show. Thank you so much for spending your valuable time with me. I really appreciate you more than you know. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, just have a great week, wombats. (laughs) That's so corny and so dumb and so lame that it just might work. You know what? We're all in on the joke. Let's just leave it that way. Guys, thank you so much. Have a fantastic, strong weekend. Uh, I still am planning on doing a surprise pop-up live show on Instagram. And I will tape it for everybody online. But I'm thinking about doing a live uh, show possibly this weekend. Just go on. Just talk to people. Maybe make it a little preachy. Maybe get people inspired to, to crush their entire rest of the week. You guys have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful weekend, and we will talk to you next time around for the number 10. It'll be, we'll be in double digits of the Terry James Show. Thank you guys so much.